Are you, Are you ready? ready? Let's go! Don't you sometimes just want to talk about everything? You know, there's days when you can just talk, 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 about anything. Need to sit back and chat about nothing at all? Nothing but Julie. Coming at you with fun and creative topics and interviews. Did you hear Julie's podcast? She's got the greatest topic. I did. I love it. Come join the chat about everything, anything, and nothing. So unwind and tune in to Nothing But Julie. Great topics and cool interviews. With some pretty awesome people. And now, without further delay, here's Nothing But Julie. Well, hello there, everybody. Hope you are all doing well. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Nothing But Julie Podcast, and I'm your host, Julie Schrager. Thanks for joining me. So I am going to discuss a subject that might be a little bit um, sensitive for some people. And let me preface it by saying that I had to educate myself on this topic. Uh, I was somewhat educated prior to uh, doing research, uh, but I wanted to make sure that I was more educated. But I still don't feel that I am 100% educated on the topic of gender identity. Uh, so if if those of you who are listening... I feel that I've gotten something wrong or I misrepresented something, please give me a shout out because I want to make sure that when I cover certain topics, especially a topic uh, sensitive as this one, um, I want to make sure that I'm getting it right. If I <clears throat> don't get it 100% correct, then I apologize in advance, but I am basing what I'm talking about on the research that I have found. So let's get started. Why did, <clears throat> excuse me, why did I decide to do this topic? Well, the reason why is because it's out there and it is much more known and pronounced uh, now than ever before. Uh, and it will be even more so a year from now and a year from now and a year from now. So when I was growing up, um, I had uh, a few gay friends. And when I was growing up, it was in the 80s. And even then, there was this stigma, you know, oh, that's that's person's gay, blah, 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 blah. Like it was such a uh, you know, big deal. When I was younger, I was never affected by someone who was gay or at the time a transvestite is what you know we would call them uh how they or how they might have wanted to be named um today it's it's much different uh there are so many different genders uh and there are so many different ways to view things and you still have people who have arguments against you know, people that have gender identity and, and, you know, as, as a, an employee of the school district in Palm Beach County working at a high school, 
even working in a middle school, I was surrounded by kids, some of who were confused, some of who knew exactly who they were and who they wanted to continue to be, some who wanted to experiment, and some who just really didn't know 100%. And I did everything I could to be as supportive as possible. Never did I question anybody's identity or question, uh, you know, why somebody would want to be, quote, like this. Uh, It was a very natural thing for me. And many of the kids at a high school I worked at kind of flocked to me, I think, because I was very sensitive to what they were going through and and completely understood. You know, it's bad enough that when you're a teenager uh, and you're certain of your identity, you're dealing with so many other things. But now on top of that, you might have, um, you know, gender identity issues. You might be confused. You might not know which direction you want to go in. And I, I don't... I think there's really anything wrong with someone who believes that, let's say, they were born in the wrong body or they were born in the right body, but they want to wear, uh, let's say you're a man or a young, a young man or a teenager and you want to wear nail polish. Okay. I mean, what's the big deal? Uh, if you are someone who realizes that you are gay and you're, let's say you're a woman and you want to have a relationship with another woman and, and, and you want to remain a woman intact with genitalia, well, then that's entirely up to you. I remember my first year working in the high school that I really didn't know all of the different gender identities. And I sat down with a young girl who discussed a gender fluidity with me and how she kind of sees herself. And I'll tell you, it was an eye-opening experience because I did not know of the particular identity that she saw herself as. And so I asked her if she could stay a little while and, and have a discussion with me. And I have to tell you what an enlightening conversation it was to find out all about how different human beings see themselves or how they feel it's not it's not always a feeling you know it is also how you see yourself and i think that it has become a lot more acceptable now than years ago but there's still a hell of a lot of work that needs to be done and not everyone is going to embrace, uh, you know, every gender identity or transgender or LGBTQ. And that's their right. They have every right to, to do what they want. What they don't have a right to do is to preach to people that what they feel they should be or who they feel they should be. And it is not up to those people to discriminate. Uh I am certain that there are varying opinions with so many things in life. And that's what's so great about having an opinion. You know, it's yours and you don't have to agree with everyone, but you should still be open-minded 
Uh, I'm sure that there are people that never agreed with, you know, having a gay son or a gay daughter. And they wrote them off and then realized that having that son or daughter in their life was more important than who they are uh, or what they identify themselves as. So let's talk a little bit about gender fluidity and and why having a a support system is so beneficial. Um, and, And with that, you know, again, have an open mind. If those of you who are listening don't want to hear about what I'm saying, well, you know, step down. You don't have to listen to this this podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to come in, but it's, you know, not everybody wants to listen. So let's start with how you would describe your own gender gender identity. I mean, how do you show your gender to other to others? Um is it through the way you behave, how you act? Is it how you look? Is it where you live? There are certain places where you can live where there's a a higher gay community. You know, what is your gender expression? And is it the same? Has it changed over time? Uh, For many people growing up, they can feel that they are one way. And as they get older, they want to experiment, maybe even coming back at the landing page of what they were prior. But everyone experiments. If you haven't, then okay, that's fine. But what I mean by experimenting is, is, is don't hold yourself back from, from growth. If it's something you're curious about, then you should do something you know, about it. Um, So there are a lot of questions that a person can have when it comes to gender fluidity and, and, and gender identity and expression, especially as a child growing up uh, and maybe not having a hundred percent support from your family unless you've already spoken with them. Um, So there is a word that is called cisgender. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right because I did not look up how to say it. (laughs) But that basically means that a a person's gender identity matches the sex, female or male, um, and what's basically designated on your birth certificate. So that's pretty easy to understand. And I think that's something that we all learned when we were in high school anyway. But gender fluidity is um, about the change over time in a person's um, gender expression or their gender identity or or even both. Um, It might be with the way someone expresses themselves um, or it could be an expression and an identity that that might change um, together. So for the the younger um, people, gender fluidity could be a way to explore their gender before really landing on an actual identity. So they're almost, it's almost like experimenting, like, like I was saying. Um, but, but for others, uh, gender fluidity can continue indefinitely as part of, you know, an experience in their life with gender. 
and like I said before, with other, others, it might just be a specific time in their life. Um, and th- I've heard this term quite often where, where people kind of describe themselves as being gender fluid, um, as an identity. And again, I understand that there is confusion with understanding all of the different, um, you know, verbiage. I'm still a bit um, confused, but I'm willing to educate myself and learn because it is what the world is. And we're all just going to have to be a little bit more um, educated for it. But it, it, when you say that you're gender fluid, it, it fits under uh, transgender and the non-binary umbrella, which basically applies to those whose identity doesn't match the sex that was assigned to them on their original birth certificate. So basically, when you say non-binary, that means um, a person's gender identity doesn't really fit into, you know, uh, culture, like the category that culture has of a female or male. But not everyone who experiences changes in their gender expression or or even identity, um, they they don't always identify as gender fluid, and that's where it gets a bit confusing. Um, and and not everybody, you know, uh, wants to have a like a gender affirming or. or medical treatment um, or what they call sex reassignment, I believe. Some people do not want to do that just so it aligns to their gender identity. And I completely agree with that. There are some people who want to have that physical change and there's others who don't, but they still want to be identified as non-binary. So I've always been curious about you know, how gender develops and, and then how does it change ultimately? Uh, and, you know, there are people who just, you know, they go to church and the Bible and this and that and we can change who you are. No, you can't. <laughs> no matter how much you think you can and how hard you try, it's not going to happen. You're just going to wind up losing your son or daughter in the end. But typically people develop a gender identity when they're very young in their early childhood, like about age two or maybe even three. And it develops within a lot of, you know, social arenas. And that could be family. Um, It could be the larger community of a family. Uh, It could be society itself. And each of these different communities have, you know, what they consider to be a a norm and or expectations about a person's gender expression and and their gender identity. So like, for example, because maybe it's a little confusing with what I'm saying, if you have a child that lives in a family, let's say, and, and believes that gender is a bigger complexity than let's say just a boy or a girl and encourages uh, many gender expressions. That same child can live in a town where uh, many people believe that 
you know, a boy should look like a boy and dress like a boy and same with a girl. And you have this child who might live in a, in a time at like a, let's say a historical time with the same gender norms as what's going on in that community. So this child may feel f a little bit more free to have a different gender expression or, or identity, uh, let's say at home than in public. And that's how it could be for many, many people. Um, and those people, their gender identity and, and their expression, it, it develops early and it stays the same over time. But, but for others, either one can change. So that then brings up the question, what is the difference between gender fluid and um, a transgender person? So you can have someone um, that develops, let's say, a gender identity at a very young age in childhood, but but others may identify with one gender at, at one particular time and, and then another gender later on. So like, let's say uh, someone was designated be, to be a female on their birth certificate. So that that girl can consider herself or identify herself as being a girl and then boom adolescence hits and now let's say this girl identifies now as a boy for the first time in their life so this person would be considered transgender but not necessarily gender fluid does that make sense now you can have a totally different person who follows this same form of development, but only identifies as a boy until they're, let's say, in their 30s or their 20s. And then they can identify as non-binary. And then they can identify as a boy again later on in adulthood. That particular person could be considered gender fluid. And that's because they experienced one or more changes in their actual gender identity or their gender expression. So it is a bit confusing. And until you're subjected to that world, or you care enough to educate yourself on that world, you're really going to continue being confused. So ultimately, anyone that identifies as a gender fluid person is a gender fluid person. Um, but sometimes the term is used to mean that um, a person's expression, gender expression or gender identity is that their internal sense of self. But gender fluidity can look different for many different people. So that is my coverage of gender fluidity. I want to discuss support and supporting gender fluid youth in your life. And it's really just like anything else if you are a caring, sensitive person, which is just listen and justify how they feel. Just justify how they feel. If it's your son or your daughter, just listen 
and be supportive and justify what they're saying. And the most important thing is to be patient because what your son or daughter is thinking might change over time. It might stay the same. It might get more complicated. And there are places and resources that you can utilize to help your child if your child needs help aside from just going online and speaking to other people that have gone through what they're going through to help ease the tension or the stress that your child could be having. Um, I know from high school that there were a lot of um, support gender fluid um, groups for the youth that, you know, help them to make informed decisions. Um, and there's hormone therapy and, and gender affirming surgeries. Uh, and, and, and there's, there's people that you can talk to as well that can help you get through what it is that you feel that you need to get through or stay with or seek out um, opinions. And all these support groups and resources, you know, they want to talk with you. And they've had similar experiences. Uh, there is something called Gender Spectrum. It is a really great resource for young people, uh, young gender fluid people and adults as well. Again, it's called um, Gender Spectrum. But it's very important <clears throat> that you support as much as you can. So that kind of brings me into the next thing I wanted to talk about. And, and this is a, another topic, and it all has to do with the same thing, which is uh, transgender people. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that. They come from every region. They don't come from one particular place, one particular state, one particular country. No, they are from around the world and the United States. And every racial background, every ethnic background from, from every different faith you could think of. It doesn't come from any one particular place. And they could be your classmates. They could be a coworker, uh, a neighbor, your friend. And it, there is 1.4 million transgender adults in the United States. Now, this was a report from five years ago. So that number is, has definitely grown, especially with all the resources that are out there and uh, <clears throat> support. And you know what? You've probably met a transgender person in your life and never realized it. So what is the meaning of transgender? What, what does it mean to be transgender? Well, transgender people are those whose gender identity is different from the gender they were thought to be at birth. And trans is often used like as a, a shorthand for transgender, saying trans. So when we're born, the doctor will say, oh, it's a boy, it's a girl, and that's what's going to go on your birth certificate. Um, and so they're labeled at birth. And you might have heard of a few celebrities who say that they allow are not putting a certain gender on their child's birth certificate and that's because of the transgender uh, part and so what if you're labeled as a male 
at birth and you actually identify as a man. <coughs> but what happens if you were labeled female and grow up want uh, the feeling of being a man and vice versa? So the, I think that those people, their, their gender identity is, is an innate knowledge. They know already who they are. Oh, I shouldn't say already. They, at whatever time, they know, they know. But it's different from what was initially expected from when you were born. And if you are, let's say, a transgender woman, that means that you were thought to be male when you were born. And same with a man. Well, vice versa, if you, you know what I mean. Uh, and there are some transgender people who identify as neither female or male or as a com combination of male and female. And again, with, with transgender, there are a variety of terms that people, people who aren't entirely male or entirely female use to describe their gender, like non-binary, I said before, or genderqueer. <clears throat> so... Everyone, whether you are transgender or not, has a gender identity. But most people never think about what their identity is because it matches their sex at birth. But being transgender can mean different things to different people. Like a lot of aspects of, of who people are, like race or religion, uh, there's no way to be transgender. There's no way for transgender people to look or feel about themselves. Um, and the only way to understand is by talking with a transgender person or listen to some of their stories or read about some of their stories. So how do you know if you are transgender? Well, you could realize that at any age, any age. Uh, some people can look back at early memories that they just knew. And others may need some more time to realize that, that they are trans. Um, and, and some people could spend years feeling like they just don't fit in. But they don't really fully understand why or, or may try to avoid talking about their gender because they feel shame or confusion. Or they try to repress how they feel, which could be a very painful thing and damaging to, to your e emotional and your mental state. And as more transgender people become more visible in the media and in their communities, they're able to understand their own experiences and feel safer sharing it with others. Once you find a community that is embracing and understanding. So I think for many transgender people, when you recognize who you are and you decide that you're going to start a gender transition, you know, that could take a lot of reflection. And there's also a lot of discrimination and harassment that goes hand in hand with transgender folks. But 
you have to not fear that you won't be accepted by, let's say, your loved ones or others in your life. If you're open about your gender identity and you can live an authentic life that feels right for you. And it's important that you learn that from the get-go instead of going through years of feeling like maybe it was the wrong thing to do. Living your life to the fullest in the way in which you want to live your life is very, very powerful. So that kind of brings me to the difference between sexual orientation and gender identity. They are two totally different things. So like I said before, that gender identity it refers to the, the knowledge that you have of your own gender. But sexual orientation has to do with who you're attracted to. Like non-transgender people. Transgender people can have any sexual orientation. You know, um, so what's the difference next between, and this is, this is a bit confusing, between transgender and intersex? Because a, a lot of people sometimes can confuse what these two meanings can come across, meaning. Um, and intersex people, they have reproductive anatomy or genes that don't fit typical definitions of male or female, which is often described at birth. And being transgender has to do with your mental knowledge of your gender identity. Hmm. Very interesting. So what is the difference between being transgender and non-conforming? Hmm? Have you heard of that one? Non-conforming gender people or gender not non-conforming people um, may or may not have been transgender. They might not have been. So this is all extremely interesting. And what I'd like to get into next are the terms. I'm going to go through a few of these um, because <clears throat> it's very important that a, a lot of us know. So I'm going to start with a gender or a gender. I am on a website called Young Scott. So I'm going to pretty much read to you what it says here. When you're a gender, you don't have a gender or an identifier with a gender. So that means you can describe yourself as being gender neutral or genderless. Bi-gender is a person who fluctuates between traditional male and female gender-based behaviors and identities. As I mentioned earlier, cisgender is cisgender is uh, a person whose gender identity um, sex assigned at birth are the same. Same, same, same. Nothing's changed. Uh, gender expression, the external display of one's gender through a combination of how they dress, how they act, and other factors generally measured on scales of masculinity and femininity. 
again, gender fluid, a mix of baby boy and a girl. That's so cute. A mix of a boy and a girl. Some people might go, oh, really? That's so cute. No, no. Not for the person that is in that body. A person who is gender fluid may always feel like they're a mix of two traditional genders, but they feel more like a man one day and more like a woman other days. And then we have gender queer, which is often labeled by people who don't identify with being a man or a woman, or as an umbrella term for many non-gender, I'm sorry, for many gender non-conforming or non-binary identities. And intersex, like I briefly mentioned earlier, is a person born with a reproductive or sexual anatomy that doesn't seem to fit the typical definition of female or male. So there's something else that's called third gender, which is a term applied to a person who does not identify with either man or woman, but identifies with another gender. You know, it is with all of this that I just want to say, whatever you choose to be is just your choice. And I don't believe that anyone has the right to tell someone how they should live their lives. It's not their body. Unfortunately, in this society and in my lifetime and prior to my lifetime, lots of people have had opinions. Just live your life, be happy, find a community of people who are understanding and considerate and accept you for who you are. And most importantly, accept yourself for who you are because you are beautiful and you are wonderful. So it's with that, everybody, I'm going to bid adieu. Uh, Please feel free to find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram with the username Nothing But Julie. And I also do a weekly blog, which is nothingbutjulie.wordpress.com. Feel free to stream me on any and all streaming platforms. Subscribe, review, like, just enjoy and have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.